Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, I'm Flint Dilly, and you're listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast. I mean, it's really Knowing is Half the Battle, and I, I don't know why they put this pod. We didn't have podcasts in the 80s. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. But anyway, they, that's what you're listening to. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight one. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and my name is Ray Stacanus. Now it just sounds like you're being mocking. Yeah, you do. I am making fun of our audience. Smug. Yeah. That was my, I think it was the NPR. Ugh. I think I was doing an NPR yeah, yeah. version of NPR. That's not how NPR sounds. That's yeah. how it sounds to me, guys. Also, you need to make up a crazy name. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm Flambe Sandwiches. This is NPR... I am Josh. In his defense, he's never listened to NPR. Graph Chongs. I take it all back. My name is Wolfpack Brickhouse, and I'm back with NPR. I, guys, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kid around here. Anytime I listen to NPR, there's there's Jack Spear, and every mm-hmm. time he says uh, "Welcome to NPR," I'm Jack Spear. I go, and I'm Jack's whiskey. <laughs> Into it. Did you ever play that game? Is it an NPR host or a Star Wars character from the extended universe? Because it's hard. Highly recommended. Oh, by the way, who are you guys? See, this is still that mocking tone. Yeah. I'm Robert hey, Dan. who are you guys? I'm Gina Ippolito. Hey, that's fantastic, guys. I'm just such a piece of shit. (laughs) We're talking about an episode of G.I. Joe today called My Favorite Things. I don't understand why I'm the one who loved this episode more Uh, than anybody else. It's always how it works. Here's the thing. I, I liked it. I just didn't have many notes on it because I feel like the the episodes that I hate, I take a lot of notes sure. on. I'm like, why this thing? So I liked it and was actually paying attention. So when you're generally and entertained. And had no notes, really. Yeah. Uh, it, it's written by Doug Booth, who uh, uh, tons of episodes. he assassinated Abraham Lincoln. That's right. He also uh, did that. Sure, sure. Yep. Also, he's the uh, guy who created the kissing booth. Yeah, uh-huh. Doug uh-huh. Kissing Booth, they used to call him. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's the guy that you vote inside for president. Do you go inside a Doug Booth yeah, and then yeah, vote Trump? Yeah. Okay. It all, it all makes sense Shoot now. the previous president? I don't understand which... We're confusing our booths here, and I don't... What's uh, weird that you know you voted inside of him, and then he shot the president. Yeah, He's yeah. very powerful. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he, he soothed his palate with a lot of kissing. <laughs> Thanks, Doug Booth, for making America a better place. But nowhere found in this episode were um, whiskers on kittens or uh, bright uh, uh, copper kettles kettles or warm woolen mittens. None of that is in this episode. Did you have to look those up or did you actually know that song? I was off the top of my head, guys. I was a musical theater graduate. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. (laughs) Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Uh, for the record, <laughs> yes. Uh, Doug Booth has been all over the place. Oh, I'm he sure was he has. clearly with Sunbow because he only. Uh, this was the only GI Joe episode. 
Uh, I should say the only Sunbow GI Joe episode he wrote because he did a bunch. Uh, okay, of I recognize series. his name from it. So uh, he did a bunch of Transformers though. Okay. Uh, also, he did GoBots though. Super Friends. GoBots. Go uh, dude go. went all the way back to Dinky Dog in 1978. We've talked about Dinky Dog, and Dinky <laughs> Dog is a goddamn abomination. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Should never have been. He did Godzilla. Like he. What, what's his thing? He's shaped like a hot dog or something. <laughs> it's it's horrifying. Don't. You looked up. it up last time and was it were upset, so don't do it to yourself twice. That's on you. I'm doing it again because I clearly, I clearly blocked it out for some reason. Well, this episode opens in a really weird place because it opens in a snow mansion with a bunch of hoity-toity rich people having oh, like a yeah, party. Oh yeah, this is the Scooby Doo mm-hmm. knockoff. Yeah, it's crap. I told you not to look at it. It's terrible. <laughs> he also wrote for Scooby Doo though, so oh, like, so he's knocking of off he himself. Yep. Yeah, he's ripping That's it fair. off himself. So we learn about Great Uncle Albert, and mm-hmm. there's pictures of all these like ruthless dictators on the wall, uh-huh, like uh-huh. like loving portraits. And uh, well, there's I a mean, whole Prince speech. Is, Prince Ludwig, I don't know if he was a ruthless dictator. Yeah. They're just they're just European royalty. There you go. Like well, there's a fancy hotel. All European and... royalty are also ruthless dictators. I like the logic <laughs> of the scene though, because he's like, "Is that Rasputin? Didn't he do terrible things?" The guy's like, "Well, we had the picture done before. Yeah, all the we terrible didn't things, take it down. and we just well, left I... it up for a hundred years." <laughs> <laughs> That's, his excuse was, "Yes, we have a picture of Adolf Hitler on the wall. <laughs> we understand what he did now, right, but... Right. but before when we did it, this was before the mustache. You know, he was still." <laughs> Art school. <laughs> he drew it himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it was it looks wonderful. Just left and I'm it just up. Like, just but you could take. You can take it down. <laughs> no. Yeah, but then you got to figure out something else to get, and then you got to buy a frame that goes with that. I mean, listen, I have oh. a lot of posters that I'm waiting to frame, and I know how annoying it is to hang things on the wall. Have you been to a Pier One lately? <laughs> it's obnoxious. We've been podcasting in this room for months, and Chan has hung up nothing. So I don't think if he had, I think if he had a picture of Rasputin up, he would leave it up. I really thought when you said we've been podcasting in this room for months, you just were referring to today, to today. <laughs> <laughs> where we have been here for about five hours now, and we're just now getting to the second episode. Oh, we are t- we are <laughs> pull back the curtain again. Terrible. We have poor time management skills. <laughs> well, we I just... blame Manser. If I hadn't canceled on Manser, we would have had to be out of here by one. Oh, we would have been a tight ship then but we would not have gotten all this delightful mirth That's true. that will never That's true. see the air uh and and here's the deal uh chan uh chan can be threatening us later with these tapes <laughs> guaranteed uh so okay so rasputin's got a picture and a really weird thing happens because there's a suit of armor <laughs> yeah. here's the thing i was watching rasputin painting yeah because it was like oh yeah eyes move I obviously there's the something to move yes. too yeah. and i i guarantee you that they that that was their thing is they distract because they know it's like here's the obvious thing. Yep. Draw it yeah. so it looks like the eyes are going to move, like you're watching an episode of Scooby Doo. Boom! Matt bat in the armor. Classic magician's trick. Yep, yep. yep. A little misdirection, switch. and you get like the bat vision, which is like the red vector graph of yeah. like like it's like predator vision but digital. <laughs> it was cool. I in my in my world, uh, this bat has a whole other episode that's similar to the dog and cat flick, Homeward Bound. <laughs> Uh, uh, we haven't got to that part yet. I know, but this is this is. I'm already thinking about it because this I want to adventure. know. I want to know what happens to him. <laughs> okay, absolutely. The 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 bat jumps out to go snowboarding, which is all why I wanted to mention is that yes. point where he takes the painting, jumps out, and is like just tearing. What do you call that? Uh, Grinding Bell- belly the, boarding, ripping the, he's grinding gleaming, the rails, gleaming, grinding the, the cube, gleaming the cube, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> listening. The, the so chicken. cool. We're oh. so cool. Chasing the dragon. I was, I was actually. We? I had a second where I was like, "Oh, he's totally going to use that painting as like a snow tube," but luckily he didn't. That defeats that the purpose that of stealing it. it. Yeah, so he just used his belly. He like does, Frosty the Snowman. He, he does that, the snowman, that shit. dope ass thing where he flings the painting. It goes into the drone. The drone was like. The, yeah. um, the drone could have caught him. Those drones catch people <laughs> on the reg. Uh, Am I mistaken here? Uh, that was an important painting, though, and you can't risk uh, <laughs> catching both of them at the same time. But that was so fucking awesome. As he jumps out and and gets the thing, the drone. A, it was cool that uh, it was. This is one of those times when I don't mind that they're like sell the toys for us mm-hmm. to have the have the vehicle or the dude do something cool, so the kid wants to go buy the toy. Right. The drone does a cool ass thing, mm-hmm. catches the, and then they're like. 
good luck bat as it just goes crashing to earth. I would just say it's, a, it's like a glorious death. If you got to go, this is the way to do it. But he does not die. He, not even close. Right. He no, 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 comes no. out and he has like a pitchfork in him, which he yep. rips out. Yep. Which like, and then boom. he looks at the drone taking off. And in my mind, he looked sad. He was no. sad. I he thought, sad. here's the no. thing. This is Chekhov's bat for me because I was <laughs> expecting him to come back. I actually, this is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. You thought he was going to Sweetums it? I thought he was, no, I thought he was going to, I thought that that pitchfork damaged something in his circuits. Oh, and that he okay. was going to Oh, shit, attain, it's a Gina rewrite. He was Gina going to, like, <laughs> doom rewrite. And, like, he was going to attain, When does he kill himself, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> He's just in a bar later on, just drinking. Like, drinking I wish I could oil. go home. I thought he was going to attain true AI. I thought he was going to become, become self-aware. <laughs> and then he was going to look, he was going, he was looking at the drone sadly and i thought he was going to say like i gave my life to this organization and they left me and they don't care so i have two paths i can take i can go back to them knowing that they'll never truly see my worth or i can set out across the land and across the land he makes friends he meets a little boy who's in trouble and he helps him kerouac novel and then he realizes like oh helping that boy felt pretty good it felt better than the bad things oh this is gonna be a redemptive tale yeah i don't know if I don't know that this fits into your brand. No, Gina. no, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Oh, wait, has, okay. He has, lot, he has a lot of good adventures, no. and he truly realizes the terrible things he did before. And oh, so, no. at the at the end, he now he now it has experienced happiness for the first time, and a a cobra uh, electrician finds him and is going to just reset. A, just him. wandering around, just a cobra electrician. They, they have a tracker. Just... They have a tracker in him. They've been tracking ah, him. Finally, gotcha. they get around to going and, and recovering him. Mm-hmm. They recover him, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna reset you to this horrible monster that you once were." But now, since he knows going. he knows what happened is, is he's not willing to go back. So he puts on his best <laughs> dress suit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes a little thimble of whiskey. He looks in the mirror, he salutes himself, and then he, he rips out his own circuitry. No, I would do you one better. He escapes. He escapes because <laughs> he wants to be good. He finds uh, someone uh, who's being uh, uh, like a woman who's being accosted on the street by uh-huh. a gang of thugs, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch mm-hmm. of white power, uh, you know, uh, uh, Aryan nations, white supremacists, and he saves her. He's like, get away. He pushes her away, and she escapes, and the... Uh, and the, she's it, it, now the robot is surrounded by all these white supremacists. They pull out a bunch of Louisville sluggers. They start beating him. Oh, they start no. beating him. His vision is dimming, and he's he's on the ground. And it's, it's, things are shortened out, and he's like, "Oh, bat done in by bats." This is this is how and that just black. This is how that Canadian robot went right. The, that, that friendly Canadian robot that was oh. hitchhiking. Wait, or <laughs> yeah. or or. At some point, people realize the horror of this technology. They he helps them destroy all of them, and then he meets a little boy along the way, and he destroys all of the technology so that this can never be unleashed upon the world. But there's one piece of technology he still needs to destroy, and it's himself. And he tells the little boy in his Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, "Now I know why you cry. You guys, but it is something I can never yeah. do." <laughs> and then he lowers himself into a vat of molten lava and gives the little boy, who we now know as Eddie Furlong, the thumbs up as he destroys. Uh. You guys are getting this all wrong, actually. The bat, uh, actually, both his parents were murdered in an alley. Uh-huh. He takes nope. over the Enterprise, nope, nope, nope. and then he becomes a superhero, wears a cape and cowl, and is the Batman. Now that he's become a man. Takes over the Enterprise? He takes over Wayne Enterprises. Oh, Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I was like, wait a minute, did in we this just case, it's jump into Star Trek's <laughs> timeline? I don't the Enterprise that ship. He does that, hell? too. Me, no, no, no. Uh, guys, okay, he turns into yes. Thandie Newton, who then... <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Newton's in Westworld, what? Um, actually, none of that happens. It's weird because uh, I assume we were going to leave him for dead. Like, he was dead. Like, yes, he falls off definitely. a cliff into a house. He comes out of it, looks up. He is sad about seeing it. And then Serpentor's line about it is, fuck him. He can walk home. Yeah, but then we never see him again. If you say we something do see like... Him again. Gina, Wait, we do you not realize bat. that he comes back later? What? Every bat they in this episode is the one guy. It. They specifically no. mentioned that that's yes. the same bat. All right, now I like this episode more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's one of the many reasons like why. Like I was saying, Chekhov's bat. I was yeah. expecting yeah. him to come back, and he yeah. never. But also, I can't tell no. bats apart. Well, you're not supposed to. You they're can't just... tell them apart from vipers, Gina. <laughs> we had this discussion off air. That is true. 
Well, this is the the one bet. Anytime you see a bat on screen in this episode, it's the same guy's oh, journey. Yeah. I gotta rewatch yeah, yeah, this yeah. episode because now and now I I love it. Yeah, because I thought it was weird at the end when he says like that's the same bat who attacked me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you even know? And two, like it's nothing distinctive about the bat. He just decides, yeah. and that's where it put it in my head. Oh, this is the same one the entire episode. Who ripped out the pitchfork? Yeah, and like when I, yeah. my note here in all caps was bat smashes, and then uh, he did the thing, and it was like shit. <laughs> and then when he come back, oh, it's the best. Yeah. So anyway, all right, we'll all right. I gotta rewatch well, it. Okay. We learned Serpentor is collecting all of these like stuffs, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, and it's it's he it's the stuff he likes. It's supposed to make him more powerful, and I'm not sure exactly how that works. It yeah, just, he feels good. He looks good. At he fir- performs. Good. I thought is the animation good? was wrong because, like, wait, a minute, why does he have a beard now? All of a sudden, I thought it was okay. a mistake. Started- too. You got to break into this because yeah, he, yeah. all throughout the episode, he changes his face to be whatever the yeah. thing is. I don't know how that's a thing. That's him like reclaiming his full power as. You know, each, each of, of the these leaders. parts of him. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a little... It just, I was into it. I was into it. Into I, it. I, oh, fine. It, it works. It just doesn't make the slightest bit of sense, though. It's just... I mean, uh, we're outside a placebo yeah. effect. These... Having a, a, you know, a battle axe is going to make it him in his, it, I was wondering, is this in, like, in his mind? But then when they say, like, oh, what was that last face? Let's take a look at it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it wasn't just in his mind. Like, I thought he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing things that are... This is also the first time I realized... He he has the collective consciousness, which must make him so confused right. all the time. Well, he's like lived all these lives in the past. Some of those lives overlap each other. And now we learn like Assassin's Creed style. He has the memories of all these people somehow. And he wants their things. He, he wants, wants their, their shit. Stuff. He's a hoarder. <laughs> he's a hoarder. He wants. No, it's just nost- nostalgic that uh, that brings him. Uh, peace of mind. He is able to quiet all the other voices, and for example, take in Ulrich the uh, Berserker's. You know, yeah, Berserker. Sort of. That like, was cool. That's like a thing in video games when you like get charged up enough. You have Berserker because he's talking about his Berserker strength. And Berserker I was like, barrage. That's like a thing in video games. But like if you're playing it? Kingdom Hearts or something, that's... you have that giant gold statue of Genghis Khan. There's like three, four vipers who can't move it. He's like. Fuck you. He just picks he it up and walks it across him. the room. I love he's that. He's so strong. That's true. Because That's true. He's, he's not even like, uh, like Cobra Commander would just like berate them for hours on right. end. And he's just like, fuck you guys. Picks it up, moves it himself. He's not yeah. afraid to get his hands dirty, even for the menial shit, man. No, well, that's. I don't think he judges people. I mean, he judges everybody. He thinks he's superior, but it's at the end of the day, he's just like, I'm just going to do it because, yeah. because fuck you. I don't think any less of you because I already think less of you. Sure. <laughs> I, I want to see like what the weirdest thing was he got because all the things made sense, like a statue, yep, painting like of the guy. Paintings, though. Mm-hmm. Then, like, paintings. then like a weapon, but I want to see him, him be like, oh yeah, this is a used tissue you that like or like this is my this is you know a, a, an old pair of underwear that well, alexander as, the great wore but near as i can tell it's it's the favorite possession of each of the leaders yeah so rasputin loved this painting of himself yeah so yeah. you're telling me not one of them had like a weird thing that they love not one of them was like i love these anal beads well, i mean it was a big room <laughs> Clearly, there were anal beads in there somewhere. Yeah, if you're talking about I've got Geronimo's things, anal beads, you're talking about favorite things. Of uh, I, there's going to be some weird things. Gina, you don't lead with anal beads. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's in the room. It's just in a drawer. It's in a drawer off to the side. We're going to start with the Genghis Khan statue made out of gold because yeah, yeah. yeah. Cream and colored cover- ponies and crisp apple strudels, <laughs> doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. I just want to see how she uh, gets anal beads into this meter and rhyme scheme. Continue. Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. Please put inside me some <laughs> anal strings. All right. I'll buy that. You know what? I'm into it. it. Yes. It scans. Somehow. Let's move on. Uh, Cobra Commander is the only person in this scene. This is a good Cobra Commander episode, too. He, he mm-hmm. I think, he is the Naismith of the century being yeah. like, a Serpentor, just for the record, this is stupid. He's always testing his boundaries. Yeah. Like, let's see, where is his weak point? Yep. And Serpentor mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. talk to Cobra Commander without jostling him in some way. <laughs> He's always just accosting You know him. what? I actually think, this is my theory, uh, Cobra Commander has the upper hand. Like, Serpentor has all the all the power, 
but he cannot deal with Cobra Commander. So he isn't spending like Cobra Commander spending the time being like, ooh, I'm going to like I'm going to test him. I'm going to see what he's like. I'm going to be around him. Anytime Cobra Commander talks, Serpentor is like, shut the hell up. So Cobra Commander is spending this time learning his enemy. Serpentor is ignoring his enemy. So I think at some point CC is going to make a comeback. He's going to learn to defeat him. Well, we learn in Series 2 he's in charge again. If we, I'm not sure how it relates, but Serpentor is not there anymore. God damn it, uh, also, <laughs> we learn in uh, the Transformers that all of the Cobras are gone except for one. I don't know. There's only one didn't survivor. Confirm that. We didn't confirm that. I he's feel just pretty the only good one that's still it. around and active in terrorism. For all we know, Serpentor is still alive, but he's just like in a nursing home. I do don't think that's home. how that goes. Yeah, like Serpentor just... will go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to uh, retire. I'm sure somewhat. Here's the thing. I think if anyone if anyone retired and had a comfortable life, it is Baroness. I think she is setting this up for the long plan. And she's like, yeah, I'm, she's just like the baddest bitch at the nursing home. And then at some point she's going to get out of retirement. Morgan Freeman is going to come to visit her. And he's going to be like, I need you for a team. And she's going to be all so over that So it's the plot shit. of Red is where we're going right I don't now. know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wait, to- hey, man, I'm beginning to suspect that all of your uh, cartoon episodes that you've written were just ripoffs <laughs> of various Morgan Freeman movies. Now that I'm thinking back on it. Spoiler alert, Chan. I think every cartoon episode is a ripoff of a movie of some kind, if you really break it down. Guys, this past Monday night at 6 p.m. was the finale, the series finale of Regular Show, That's which right. I helped write, called March of the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Cobra Commander brings up a salient point. Um, hey, you know this axe that you want to go get from Ulrich the Batterer? Uh, you know that's exactly where G.I. Joe and NATO are hosting war games right yeah. now. You know we could wait like a week to <laughs> yeah. pick it up, right? right. Yeah. Like this is like literally your timing could not be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and then they decide instead of doing like a little ninja plot, like it works with the bat. Sending in the one true bat yeah. to go and to go and get the thing out of the museum, like you could pull off. Mm-hmm. Instead, they decide to go to the dikes of the Netherlands, sure, break them so the entire town is flooded. And is that how dikes work? Do you really just do you build the dikes only up to like the water Stop level? Saying the word dikes. I like the word dikes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I believe somebody was like. Oh man, you know that story about the little Dutch boy? Yeah, Dutch yeah of course. That we got to use the dikes, right? Yeah, we got to use the dikes. Absolutely. I like if if Cobra Commander were in charge, he would have someone dress up, infiltrate, and then just grab it and go. You got Guardsman number nine out there, or even like yeah. Zartan might even be able to pull this. Yeah, one off. so Pentor is all about the showmanship, though. He is wasting uh, money. Real, real quickly, they're going to be bankrupt in a couple years. Even the Xandar approach, which is just like go at night and break in, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's that would have worked. I, I don't know. Like it seems uh, a little bit, a little bit too pomp and circumstancery for the mission at hand. Hold on, this made me happy. Great, your idea of gourmet cuisine is sea rations sautéed with dog food. Pretty solid. <laughs> it's just, it's just a poetic slam. Yeah, uh, you got your uh, leatherneck uh, uh, wetsuit uh, wet uh, rivalry. Uh-huh. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's fun. Yeah, so here, it's one fantastic. of you, one of you likened it to Gimli, Gimli uh, and Legolas versus mm-hmm. Legolas. Yeah. They really love each other. Mm-hmm. You could tell that these guys are going to be in the nursing home at the end of it, shouting at each other yep. till they're you know they're old and gray. Mm-hmm. This uh, is and just they, how it's going to go. We always we always cut from the scene. Like a split second before they start going for the uh, mutual reach around, because <laughs> uh, yep, yep. that—that is, you get to the point where like we either gotta fucking fight or or, or have kiss. sex, yeah. and gotta happen. I mean, they're they don't have bruises, so <laughs> well, not that you can see, right? Uh, we we really GI Joe Law Number One is really on display here, and that's the rule that everybody can communicate and talk to everybody else, regardless of distance or circumstance, mm-hmm. because they're flooded. GI Joe finds a bunch of like uh, scuba stuff just yep. hanging out. Now they got I guess them. they just keep it, yeah. and they're all communicating with each other like no problem whatsoever with masks on while underwater mm-hmm. and not looking at each other. Not only that, they do it sotto voce. <laughs> That's twice right. during this episode. It's yeah. the, the whispered yo. They're like, they're like water carries sound. <laughs> also, the scene makes me mad at the amount of like historical books that are just oh god. Yeah. Oh. Uh, also, my favorite one is many of them are just labeled 
book. <laughs> the book fly, floats by, and on the cover, just one word just says book. That's what little kids think books are. That's what they think books are. That's what I think books are. But I mean, honestly, if they were all fake books, this scene would make me a lot less uncomfortable because as I'm watching them, I'm like, yo, is anyone even going to try and go down there and rescue those books? Yeah, that's messed up. I mean, there's it's... shit there that's going to get destroyed. I mean, you could water. still go in there and get them and like dry them out or something. Also, I'm going to leap ahead real quick and say that uh, um, a Leatherneck keeps the axe... Even though it's still a historical object for crying out loud, I did notice. you they don't can, just do keep shit want. like they that. They can do what they want. <laughs> they, absolutely, he stole that thing, and he's not giving it back. I, oh, I want to see. I, I hope it's like in the background of a later episode, like he's using it as like a paperweight or something like that. He's got it hanging above the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Like well, he's using it to scratch his back. So they all separate to try to like see what's going on. There's a big normal battle scene that er- erupts, and you get um, uh, Leatherneck, and then they're j- and and, uh, and low light. And so they're just like with all the books floating around. They're like, "Boy, it sounds like something bad's happening there." And a legitimately scary moment as he pulls one book aside, and the one true bat is there with yes. the machete, Jason yes. Voorhees style. I marked out. I I cheered when the bat with the machete just showed up and started wait, trying to wail on him. Now that I know that it's Chekhov's bat, I'm concerned for his wiring because it's been exposed and now he's underwater. Bats could go underwater though. We have learned this in previous episodes with, with exposed wiring though. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I think he repaired himself somewhere I'm, I'm along the way. I'm concerned about him. Uh, another neck, line. Yes. Looks like I'm gonna get me a snakeskin souvenir from Holland after all. Yeah. I, it just seemed like a uh, <laughs> like a real like a legit sort of uh, um, action hero line. Just being like a cool badass. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get me a souvenir from Holland. What up? In but like yeah, like in the way that it's. You would find it in a, a regular film as opposed to like a kid's cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also like that he, in order to fight the bat with the machete, he pulls a flail and a shield off the wall and Underwater. not only knows how to use them, mm-hmm. he knows how to use them aquatically. Mm-hmm. And now with no weight behind it, I would think that flail would do nearly zero. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> And the same with the underwater guillotine. Yeah. So um, that's not how guillotines work. I'm no science <laughs> Maybe jerk. Maybe it's spring loaded as opposed to like it's it's on its own weight. Maybe it's a spring loaded guillotine. Even still, the spring is only going to provide a certain amount of uh, downward force <laughs> until the friction of the water yeah. slows it down to certainly not enough to cut off Maybe a human head, much springs. less going through a metal axe. Yes. There's multiple springs on it. And, they and, set springs at different points. <laughs> it's spring, 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 spring. Uh, so yeah, the, the 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 upshot of this is that Leatherneck pulls out at the last second, and then the axe is cut in half, cut in half in a weird angle too. It's just like the bottom part of the blade. Yep. And shoot. and and I didn't even realize this. I mean, I know he took it. I didn't even think like, <laughs> yeah. What isn't the museum going to get pissed? Like they could still put that the thing on display. Museum is underwater though. I feel like they're going to have at least a decade of cleanup to do after this. Can you see like Leatherneck being like, yeah, man, it was destroyed like everything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they probably contact the Joes at some point in the future and say like, hey, we're doing inventory. We've we've recovered most of it. Is there any chance that you guys took something you shouldn't have? And they're going to be like, we're not nah. accusing you of anything, but there's an axe that's missing. I mean, the thing we're is, not saying, I mean, if you just happen to know where it might be, maybe it gets returned. Yeah. We don't. We're going to close our it. eyes. And if it appears behind us, <laughs> we're not going to ask any questions. The place is hugely flooded. So they're definitely like if anything's missing, they're like, fuck, it got lost in the flood. That's shitty. But that that's life. Yeah. Which means that it's just Leatherneck being an asshole. Of course, he's being an asshole. <laughs> just like pure spite, like. Oh, well, they're not ever going to catch me, so boom, free and clear. But isn't that like a purely like American G.I. Joe thing to do? It's, yeah. It's just yeah. like entitlement. You know, yeah. Like, this is mine now. Yeah. yeah. Fuck I'm the not going to lie. I'd, I'd take something from an underwater museum. Oh, I mean, yeah. I would definitely take one of those books. <laughs> yeah, I'd take a book. that says book on it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's Dutch, so I mean, shouldn't have been like B O with the slash through it, K. Ball. Yeah, yeah. I do not know <laughs> how to pronounce that. Some over it and some lines through it. I, my knowledge of Scandinavian language <laughs> begins and ends with the Swedish chef, which isn't even the right country. I feel like it's usually still, and also Scandinavia is not the Netherlands. I'm I'm thinking of like when I We're read in the quadrant of the earth. <laughs> I'm thinking of when I read the girl with the dragon tattoo and people's last names were like Bajerstroms, <laughs> and I feel like the O with the line through it is still pronounced like an O. In that in that case, it's still Strum. Okay, <laughs> into it maybe, okay. but maybe it would be Book. Burke. 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 
I f- okay. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad if someone from Holland were to listen to this. They'd there be went like, our one Holland listener. You're a racist oh, piece of shit. What? And I'm sorry. I apologize. I no. I don't apologize. We're correct. allowed to make fun of white people. Thank you. From, white people from are always white, are always white a, people countries. You're fair game. Target. We've got to we've got to be left with something. But it's such a small country. <laughs> I just feel like I'm punching down. Take that, it's Netherlands. Awful. Well, you know, go smoke your free weed at every cafe. Also, the Dutch are the ones who still who still do blackface Santa. Ooh, good point. So, yeah, so, take that. Yeah, so we're yeah. allowed to we're allowed to make fun of your weird your O's if you're still doing black ba- blackface Santa and pretending that it's he's just his only his face got dirty when he came down the chimney <laughs> and nothing else on him got dirty. Not cool, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, and to Gina's point earlier, Serpentor with the face things, I thought it was just like a dramatic affectation for the kids at home. Yeah, and it turns out he actually like takes the face uh, and Leatherneck now has to like re- from fighting Serpentor with the face on, he's got to say which face was it because they figure it out somehow that would be cool like if i were serpentor i would go on different dates and just like pick a different face based on like i would if i was if like alexander the great is the hottest one like i would take his memento and then and then bring it on the date so i would look like him i mean serpentor is already stacked i mean he's a big dude he's got good muscles i'm just saying you can if you could change your face if i could be like all right now i'm jessica beale now i'm jessica beale i've got a lock of justin timberlake's hair okay hold on who's who is this person and what <laughs> persons are they what dna uh, are they composed of is this like like the sexiest person alive like a david no, boy kind I, of no it's like uh, it's like i feel like you get you get you're like be, becoming the perfect woman and you're like ooh, jessica beale's got that ass sure sure justin how does justin timberlake's, timberlake's dna no, no, i'm saying like jessica beale is married to uh justin timberlake uh-huh so that's one of her favorite things is a lock of his hair that she cut from him so you would need that lock of hair for when you go on the date to look like Jessica Beale. I'm pretty sure this doesn't hold up under scrutiny, but I don't feel like scrutinizing it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I will just go ahead and move forward. He takes the face of Vlad Tepe's, and um, they say, you might recognize his last name, Dracula. Yeah. I'm like, what? that was not his last yep. name No, but but in, in the lore, because this was like before they had last names, he actually was Vlad Dracul. It was Vlad Tepe's. I thought. Am I mistaken? No, no. I, if you if you look it up, it's it's sort of like uh, it's it's like when it's like Leonardo da Vinci is like Leonardo of Vinci. Okay. Like da Vinci isn't 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 a last name, but it's still like something that people call him. But it's not okay. like last name how we have last names or like. Uh, well, your last uh, name was your Julius job. Julius Pius Caesar, you know, like th- that's like, oh, okay, what's a name in here, and what's actually because Caesar is like a title. Gotcha. What's what's so so he was known as Vlad Dracul in circles. Ooh, I okay. would feel awful for uh, my kids if I lived <laughs> back then because I'd be like, here's your old dad, Robert Podcaster. <laughs> uh, I would be uh, uh, I Gina Debutin Township, New Jersey. That's the, ta- that's, the, that's the town I'm from. No, if you look him up, I'm pretty sure. But like uh, on on Wikipedia, okay, if you look up Vlad the Impaler. It will say, also known as oh yeah, uh, Vlad the Third, known as Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Drac- Dracula. Uh, okay, he was the son of Vlad Dracul. Okay, cool. So my, here's the old... weird vampire knowledge comes that's in handy. One point for GI Joe, zero points for Ray. I was completely wrong to call it out. Uh, I'm and, the jerk. And he was actually an impaler. He he, he impaled he, people. He did impale people. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a really weird moment. So they, they they parachute onto the castle, into the castle, which has got all the Cobra troops in it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, wetsuits, just like, they're all outside the castle. So he grabs Lady J's yeah, spear out of her I, bag. And I that made wrote, me uncomfortable. Yeah, I wrote, like, dude, don't don't touch a lady's spear without asking. If she grabbed his harpoon gun off his back, would he not freak the fuck out? Uh, yeah, I feel, like he, cool. I feel like all he needed to do was be like, mind if I borrow this? Yoink. Well, but he, at least ask, but don't like, she can't see or feel back there. He was taking a renegade action and just like jumping. So I, I guess, you know, he didn't want them to know because he was being foolhardy and stupid. I feel like they didn't want to bring in the Lady J voice actress for this. So, because <laughs> yeah. she like has no speaking lines as well, far as I can tell. How funny is this? All the G.I. Joe's parachute into the castle or glider into the castle. Mm-hmm. They see Cobra's outside. So they all run. They jump out of the castle to go fight <laughs> Cobra outside. And then they get locked out of the castle they need to be in in the first place. <laughs> Like, you guys' planning is terrible on this mission. Like, just absolutely brutal. Uh, With the exception of Leatherneck, who ends up fighting the one true bat... And they're fighting on a. Uh, I didn't. I don't even know how they got there, but they're fighting on a, a plank above a, a set of. Ooh, hold on. Spears. Hold on. Yo, Joe. 
Yeah. The second uh, whisper, Joe. Yep. Got to do why? it. Why? Why? Guys, I wrote something in my notes. Tell me what it says. It looks like it says a dart tipple with oh, yeah, my the brand. Poison. Well, with my blood. Oh, a dart, there. a dart tipped with my blood. Got yep. it. Yeah. It looked like tipple with my brand. <laughs> And I could not remember what I had written. Tipple with my brand is the name of my uh, improv troupe. <laughs> we, we, we get back to the one true bat who now has been shot off of this thing from fighting Leatherneck and gets impaled on one of the spikes below. Yeah. Despite the fact Leatherneck falls from the same place, he lands I, to I the side of the that. pit. I, at what point are you like, all right, they're, if, if they fall, they're, they're dead. So I'm going to force them to fall. Yeah, because it gets shot by wetsuit. Because wouldn't it be better for him to have just been like, hey, I can either knock it down and you can fall or you can jump yeah, of well, your own volition out of the way of the spike. Here's the thing. He is being picked up by the bat. So he has no control of where he's going to fall. Uh, when uh, wetsuit uh, busts up the, uh, what the do you plank. call that? The transom or plank. It's the a wooden gangplank. Nah. There's a thing. It's the thing that uh, in Star Wars, they're trying to get across to the shield generator thing beam? in the Death Star. And there's like a kind of a beam, but that's like a gymnastics thing. When it busts up, then they're both kind of in free fall. And luckily, the bat falls on the spike and uh, uh, wetsuit is able to sort of like, you know, like twist and avoid because somehow yeah yeah Mm -hmm. if you miss the point of the spike you're fine yeah i mean you're gonna fall well i mean you're still falling like he still lands like on his face right (laughs) and then he's like hey man thank god nothing bad happened to me today yeah (laughs) and now that i know that that's the same bat i feel like this is the this is the uh um number nine what's his name yeah yeah yeah. guardsman number nine guardsman number nine of the bats yeah yeah totally he cannot be killed. He's better than well, the others. Because he just pulls himself up off, yanks the spike right off and breaks yeah. it and just keeps fighting. Well, yeah. this is that uh, ninja rule that we're talking about. Like a dozen bats, they're all going to get uh, 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 destroyed. One bat is the, the, oh, the motherfucker. He could go toe-to-toe with Serpentor and you know, teach him a thing or two. Yeah. Also, can uh, would somebody please explain to me, I assume, Ray, why uh, why wetsuit isn't in his uniform? Okay, I have that written episode. down here. I, I don't know. He was confusing me most of the episode because I was like, which guy is this? Like, and I'd be fine with it. In fact, I would prefer if a lot of times, especially in the situations where it's warranted, yeah. uh, Joe's not going in their uniform. Yeah, For agreed. some reason. But you'd it, want to wear a fatigues or some kind of uniform of some kind. He's doing half the mission wearing yeah. a collared sh- like, computer programmer shirt it's and not, khakis. It's not like they pulled him from vacation and like no. you got to get to go to the thing he was at the base and they're like okay get ready we're going to go on this mission and he's like nah i'll stay with what i maybe, got maybe maybe they wanted to sell a different toy version of him that's the there only was no other the toy wetsuit in his civvies what the- i mean that's the only explanation i can think that even makes c- some sense you could say wetsuit says this is a non-aquatic mission ergo i'm not gonna wear my wetsuit he's worn them before but, but blowtorch wears his full fireman's gear in the jungle sci-fi so, wears his shit all the time yeah yeah so it's it's just it's a weird choice i understand why he wouldn't wear a wetsuit also why of all the times there is a literal underwater scene in this of all the times yes. that it actually mm-hmm. makes sense for him to wear his wetsuit yep. whereas other times it has not made sense i would love to have seen a gi joe sweatsuit line where just all the joes are just in there like hanging out in the yeah, lounge they're but, like uh, old the old retired italian mobsters in a previous <laughs> episode though didn't we make fun of wetsuit for not wearing his gear and for wearing like a like a like a mafia speed suit like, oh, I think yeah. we Was have, that him? Because you called him Sweatsuit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. So, so this is just, maybe his thing. So he just has the most most eclectic wardrobe of all the jokes. Or he's like, yeah, you go and wear your gear. I'm so badass. I'm so it. much better than the Marine <laughs> that I'm just going to waltz in, you know, wearing my Adidas tracksuit and... <laughs> I'm such a badass. I'm going to fight Cobra wearing a Best Buy uniform. <laughs> like, it's insane to I'm me. dressed up as the Wiener Schnitzel hot dog and I'm going to go I'm going to fight a giant snake. It makes sense he gets two paychecks that way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's if he can just swore, spin yeah, one of those he's, signs he's at the same time, he's you can really bank. I, there are several times in this episode where he takes out free samples. <laughs> would you like some cheeses just before we fight? Okay. Yes. Yes, I would. Thank is that an you. option? I'll start fighting all the time if I get cheeses before doing it. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. Are those the new Joes, Destro? Yes, Commander. Who's on the watchtower? That's the jungle trooper. Code name Rakundo. And manning the howitzer? That's the flamethrower. Code name Blowtorch. And the halo jumper. Code name Ripcord. Who's by the bivouac? That's the dog handler. Code name Mutt. And his dog Junkyard. They've not seen the last of Cobra. Watchtower, howitzer, bivouac, and G.I. Joe figures each sold separately from Hasbro. Back to G.I. Joe. Okay, so let's get to Serpentor's poison dart, because he fills a poison dart that he just carries around in his pocket. Uh, hold on a sec. Yes. Um, is there something else I missed? Impaling is too good for him. He deserves the worst fate of all. Marriage. Worth, oh. that's, I was about to ask. Uh, for all of you, because we know, having watched the episode, what to Serpentor is considered the worst fate of all. What is the worst fate of all for for you guys? <laughs> oh, man. The worst fate of all for me. Well, for you, it's doing this show. I already know that <laughs> answer. I mean, it doesn't get any. Yeah. <laughs> if we want, I don't know if we want serious answers or joke answers. Joke I just remember answers. the the Ace you... Ventura line where he says, "No, thank you. I don't want to marry you." When she said, "I'm gonna make your life a living hell," and that's the only my my go to goes to that joke. So oh. my thought would be uh, for Serpentor would be marriage. <laughs> Yikes. My my thing is, and this is a serious answer that's gonna let let the world know know more about me. It's good, probably gonna be real sad. Any, <laughs> anything happening to my brain, or anything done to a sure, person, sure. either like before, during, or after they're alive, that like fucks with a brain. Yeah, like, yeah. Because for me, it's like that's that's my thing. And if I and and like having just enough knowledge to know I used to be smart. That's uh, I. Gene, have... I can tell you what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely had nightmares of like what happens if I like get like get like hit by a yeah, truck or something same. like that, and then I have to like go to court and and you know like on on the stand be like I used to be smart and now I can't do any of the things, and it yeah. just makes me the saddest. Or anytime there's a Law and Order episode where they're like, oh, this person's a serial killer because there was damage to their frontal lobe. Or like, oh, this person can't experience real emotions because there was damage to their frontal lobe. Any type of brain thing happening to any me. lobe activity, in- including Ooh. like Alzheimer's. I, that's like pretty much my that's worst. That's the worst to me. Yeah. When you have like moments of clarity and you're like, yes, yes, I'm me again. Oh my, it, it is a true flowers for Algernon moment. I was, I was just gonna say no internet, but you have really <laughs> dragged it into a dark, <laughs> scary place. Uh, I don't know how many people listening. I fi- I suspect a, a fair amount are just kind of nerdy types who who value <laughs> I'd their. I'd say that's a good guess the, there, Mister Chan. Uh, they value their brains though, and you know, like that's just like this weak point where, like, yeah, if you don't have that, what do you have? You got nothing because you're not a pretty person. Ray and I are not pretty people, and if, if we are borderline hideous. <laughs> Yeah, if if all we if all our words get taken away from us, we have nothing. We have absolutely My nothing. My joke answer would be like getting really excited about going to the buffet. And then I get there and they're like, "Oh, we're out of everything except for broccoli." Could you imagine the- Serpentor's <laughs> leatherneck? Come here. Why would We're going to go to the we're going to go to the Golden Corral. <laughs> And then they get there to drive and have I a mean, nice small talk. Yeah, he's like, and he's like, what are you going to get first? And he's like, oh, I really like their pizzas. But also, have you tried their cherry jello? I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do savory and then sweet and then savory and then sweet because a lot of people make the mistake of filling up on savory and then going for dessert. I'm going to go and shift. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, let's go ahead and pa- I'm parked here at the Golden Corral Leatherneck. Let's go inside. Oh, no, Leatherneck. It's just broccoli available. <laughs> and for some reason, they've left the restaurant open. Because they think somebody is going to spend nine ninety nine. No, no it out for one day. No, it just happened. So you see people <laughs> with food on their happened. plates. You see people with pot stickers and on their plates. There were like buffet terrorists that planted s- small explosive charges in everything except for the broccoli. Oh no, Ray Chan and Gina have just eaten here, and there's no food left and then, except broccoli. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be like, oh, ever since I got brain damage, this is my one thing I can enjoy. <laughs> He's going My internet buffet. got shut off, but at least I'll have the buffet. And for Chan's sake, we're still podcasting at the Golden Corral. <laughs> Here's a weird thing. I just got an email asking if uh, um, if no. I can record somebody doing a podcast at a soup plantation. Yes. Literally, that was a thing that was in my inbox as we were recording. Is that a specific recording. request, or can we just do the next episode at a soup plantation? <laughs> I feel like your response better be like, do I get unlimited soup and salads? Like, are you going to pay for that? Yeah. I'm, no, definitely part of the fee is going to be 
pay for my way in. Yeah. Um, and then also actual money, probably. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would help. It would help. <laughs> uh, so let me get to the poison dart, because I'm not sure his blood is a poison. That's what I, I did not understand. And, and my first <sighs> thought, this is how terrible I am. My first thought was like, yeah, it's the 80s. Is this like, a, is this well, like an is uh, it an AIDS thing? <laughs> no, I never no, thought that. It's not an AIDS thing because we had already. It was a cancer thing because Alien did that. The oh. creature has acid for blood. It has acid yeah. blood, and that was a, a metaphor for people's fears of cancer at the time. So it was. It Are you came sure it was from cancer that. and not AIDS. Uh, yeah, in nineteen seventy. No, the fly was AIDS. Uh, the fly was AIDS. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. the whole deal okay, with it. Okay. There were a lot of things in the 80s that were metaphors for AIDS and people's sure. fear of AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler I mean, that's alert. that's a thing. It's like it just <laughs> – uh, but but also, yeah, it seemed weird, but I liked it because like, okay, we're building this mythology. We're filling in all of the interesting things. These are the reasons why Serpentor is actually yeah, a badass, uh, yeah, which yeah. we just kind of skipped over. It was just like, okay, we're, they, we've been told that he's a badass, yeah. and we don't know why well, because all he's him, done like, so far is – He always just, wins. I mean, even when he loses, he still gets something out of it. Yeah, like, and he never loses. Like straight up, just gets yeah. beaten. He has fought Sergeant Slaughter pretty hard. Which, like, like, now in hindsight, it's like you mean to tell me when Sergeant Slaughter was pounding on him, not a drop of that dude's blood, not a drop, got on Sergeant, no. got in an open wound on Sergeant Slaughter's fist. If you're punching, you get cuts on your fist. He's not a bleeder. He's not uh, a bleeder. Like, like you, you, there's some people like they'll get into uh, uh, they'll get into a boxing match and. Right off the bat, yeah, he's got a cut right, over their eye right. and whatnot like that. Well, he's got he's a t- he's a tough bird. He throws it from across what I can tell is like two football fields, jams it into the door, misses both of them. Is like, yeah. damn it, that's the one I carry. That dart is huge <laughs> be because the, yeah, the needle makes it all the way through and sticks out a good three inches out of the out of this thick wooden door. So Leatherneck and Wetsuit close the door. They're like, "Woof, we got out of that room." Leatherneck pushes his body like you still yeah. know the darts in there. Like yeah. he's kind of a dope, and he gets caught. And so we have the classic. This is so classic trope of like everything of. In order to make the anti-venom, we need more of the venom. In order, but also, and I don't what know does he say? He's like, he's resigned to it. Leatherneck, no! They is care about each other. No, That's what no. I wanted to but hear. Then, but then no. Leatherneck is like, I'm cool with it. What is well, it? He says something. He's like, he kind of totally falls. Fine. He's like, I guess this is it. Mm-hmm. We're uh, done. Oh, yeah. No, it's this. In that case, Froggy, this is goodbye. Yeah. He's pretty cool. That's he's pretty I mean, chill about it. He's and he still and he still called him Froggy on the way yeah, out. Yeah, and this is, is where we like get our secret man love between them. Oh, yeah. it's it's right there. Which uh, I will tell you what it, I was not on board because that's just classic uh, 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 dick measuring bullshit, macho garbage yeah. that I'm not into as a general rule. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is such a. a wonderfully textured relationship uh-huh. yes again in a fucking kids cartoon yeah i thought was fantastic i'm yeah. on board i love it man and i i'm, I'm not a fan of leatherneck or wetsuit no nope, but uh, together this episode is really like working for me on all levels yeah, yeah. I, I, I dig that um now is that a real thing like you need the venom to make the anti-venom yes. or i'm i'm not clear on the science of this I feel like yeah. I can get an honest answer from like you. Like a black, wit- uh, black widow, uh, sorry, anti venom. <laughs> you, you basically milk black widows yeah. okay. to make the anti venom form, which is why it's kind of hard to get. This because... is why they milk snakes. A lot of the reason why they milk snakes. Mm-hmm. How do you milk a snake? You you take like a, squeeze you the take tail. A, you take a, a little a, udders. A, a, a little snake udders. Snake, little snake udders. Yeah. You take a cup with like a a rubber glove. There's something that's the texture of a rubber glove over it. I like it raw. You you pick up the <laughs> snake and like you know sort of hold its head until it like opens its mouth, and then it sinks its teeth into oh, the rubber glove. Oh, I've seen that. And okay. Any time it bites, it releases venom, so it it drips out, and then. But that's okay. why it takes a lot to like milk a snake because they yeah. only release mm-hmm. so much at a time. Then you have to let it rebuild back up because every time they bite. They typically, especially baby snakes, which is why baby snakes are much more dangerous, release all their venom at once. Once they get older, <laughs> they there. know they know. Like I'm just gonna. <laughs> uh, Ray has made now two sex jokes that have just gone uncommented, uh, and they made me smile. Just so you know, you couldn't hear it, but I was smiling I, I was a little listening, bit. But I also yeah, for once wanted to be the one that do. wasn't making the sex joke and was actually <laughs> telling people I'll, how to milk a snake. I'll keep going. <laughs> I don't need positive reinforcement, guys, <laughs> to make terrible sex jokes. I'm just, uh, and I don't, 
so okay, so Serpentor, this is the final thing he needs is from uh, India, of course, and he needs his pet giant fucking snake. Well, he yeah. wasn't. Here's the thing. So this reminded me of. Did any this remind anyone else of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? You sure? No, I didn't get that. Yeah, no, Nagini, the big snake. No, oh. no, no. In the Chamber of Secrets, I'm specifically talking about the basilisk. Oh, okay. That's in the Chamber of Secrets, gotcha, gotcha. Because those can stay alive for thousands of years, mm-hmm. and they keep growing, and that's why it's huge. Snakes cannot stay alive for thousands of years. Oh, five thousand years, near as we can tell. Yeah. So, so all I could think was. If something kills this 5,000-year-old snake, I am going to be so pissed. Yep, 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 yep. It's I, like when you have elephants that are like 100 years old and then someone hunts that elephant. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what are you doing? I want to see how long that thing's going to live. As soon as snake showed up on screen, I was like, Gina's going to hate this episode because there's I, no I, way I, that snake is getting oh, out alive. Oh, oh well, God. Okay. It, it, but at least there's the baby Groot. Baby Groot. Yeah, Baby we're not Groot there moment. yet, but yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, but it was, it was well, a sad consolation prize for me. <laughs> First off, Serpentor's face turns into a snake face for the rest of the episode, which I just think is weird. We don't Love believe it. this character that he's he's got the DNA of is, was not human. I was known as King Takshaka, Lord of all serpents. And I did want that to be Lord of the Dance, but it just didn't quite go the direction <laughs> and I, I wanted. And I went looking for Tachaka. I have no idea how to spell it or how they... I've I, I like apostrophe. There's an apostrophe in there. I feel like it's uh, made up, but also I'm sh- I'm sure you could have uh, come up with something. The Like the snake god uh, in Indian mythology is uh, uh, Nagas. Okay. Um but we do know that they did make up a few of these, like uh, for 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 jazz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the thing. Uh, uh, Tachaka, because that's what I heard. Like T apostrophe C H A K A. You punch that in. That's is, a Black Panther. Yeah. Thing. It's for, uh, Lord of Wakanda. Uh, you, oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so but it's I, not that. No, no, but I feel like it's it's in the same vein of their like it's probably based in some sort of reality of. Maybe, but also Cat God, you know, Snake God. Yeah. Also, also, they probably did want to have uh, <gasps> Takshaka, the tribal king of the Nagas. Uh, yeah, there it is. Okay. So it's, it's a real uh, thing. Na- Naga Nagini. Yeah, mentioned in the Hindu epic uh, uh, Mahabharata. So I had a feeling of course, it was a real thing. Boom, legit. Okay, yep. so he's that guy with a uh, snake face, though. So he's got a snake face. Yeah, he's he's Voldemort. Okay, At this I just, point. he is Voldemort, like he green is. Voldemort. There are a lot of things. He talks to his giant snake, and he does the thing that sounds like when Harry Potter is talking to the snake, he's like, ba, 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 but sh- how, snake. how high does Whoa, that snake that's look? that's kind of racist, Gina. <laughs> that's parcel tongue. You don't just make fun of it like that. You don't say ooga booga to an African American. You don't go like ah, sa, 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 to someone. Who I speaks apologize to, to our snakes. parcel tongue audience, but also you guys deserve it because you do blackface Santa every year. Parcel tongues, yeah, parcel tongues. <laughs> your free ride's over. <laughs> oh, now you're confusing parcel tongues Just... with uh, the Dutch, and that's a whole other bag of. Did you guys notice when the snake comes out, it's all ferocious? And then Serpentor, like, coos it, right? He calms it down. Yeah. It looks high as fuck when it puts its head down for him to pet it. That thing, I don't know what he yeah, did. he blew some weed smoke in I'm his thinking face. He, he like, when people do that, they're cats and dogs. I don't know that you've seen uh, uh, Lady Smith Cat Mombazo, which he's tearing around like a maniac. By the way, her current favorite toy now is I... Um, the podcat we're referring I, to. Yes. Uh, I took three Taco Bell wrappers... <laughs> Crumbled them into a ball, tied it around Love with it. a rubber band, Ooh. Uh, and I just throw it because it's got good range because it's it's heavy enough, uh-huh. and uh, she likes the sound because she gets to rip off a little bit of it, and so you get the crinkly sound. Uh-huh. Um, she is a maniac, and she'll <laughs> you throw it and she'll bring it right back like a dog, uh, but uh, like more like like I want to hunt something, throw this for <laughs> me so I can hunt it, not like a hey master, I brought you back your thing. Yeah. She's like fuck you, do my toy thing right now. <laughs> Uh, but if you flip her on her back and, you know, just like uh, start rubbing under her chin, yeah. she'll just immediately just like. Oh, like sharks. 
That's, yeah. that's what you do to Tonic sharks. Mo- You're supposed to get them over and hold them baby them. style yeah. and scratch their chin. Yeah, I, seriously, yes. if you've ever like watch a video Jaws of like, ends of, very like differently. <laughs> when they flip over sharks, <laughs> must be Jaws they, too. They do them if you do it in the right way. They it become immobilized. Wow. Next mm. time a shark's coming after you, right? I gotta flip it also, over. Now I have an excuse to get Taco Bell on my way home. Thanks, Chan. <laughs> mm, because I, really, I said it. I really uh, crave Taco Bell. Because right I now. can make a cat toy out of it, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't know if she, to eat it. We, I started out by just uh, start out a. She just stole a wrapper one day. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? What do you do? That's garbage. What are you doing, cat? But she like refu- she loves it so much. So then I like sort of made one. Yeah. So yeah, just take a, one wrap. Cr- uh, uh, wrapper, foil. crinkle it up, throw it at her, see what she, uh, yeah. uh, throw it at Merlin, see what he thinks. Yeah, he'll love it. Okay, so are we get back Chekhov's back. Sponsored by yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> I'll move forward. $5 crunch wrappy, what's the box? The Craver, Craver box with the crunch, no, Ooh, cruiser box. What yeah. is it called? Uh, I don't know. Taco di- Bell. Diabetes box. Diabetes it's, box. It's food. Okay. Sort of. Um, I like Taco Bell. Very healthy now, apparently. Uh, so our favorite bat is back once again. He gets his arm ripped off by the yeah. uh, by the snake yeah, and yeah. then runs away like a like a fucking. Like, I can't even express it because it's it's not supposed to have emotions. It goes. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I was exactly. concerned for this snake because he he moments before had eaten something else that looked like a little like depth charge bomb or something like that. I didn't know what it was. It was yeah. something animated, weird. And then he eats a. Oh no! Fire yeah, the, it was a flare. They threw a flare to distract it because the snake is attracted to light. Yeah, okay, okay. So I'm like, oh, now he's eating a flare and fire. No, he's fine. feeling bad It's a 5,000-year-old snake. Yeah, I know. He's eating some flares. I'm just (laughs) saying, ever since he made his appearance on screen, I've been terrified that something bad will happen to him. Yeah, but he's been doing pretty well so far. Serpentor shows Uh, off how big his dick is in the middle of this by pulling out a chalice, and then the the, the snake fangs the chalice. Yeah, you with me? That's all I wanted no, to get No, that's out. amazing. This that is, is how you milk a snake, by the way. And this if is how you, you, you put it in the chalice. That's how, you, the chalice. that's how you milk a, a, a maniacal laugh. It's <laughs> <laughs> also that. Uh, the snake just like goes, okay, cool, here you go. Yep. And he just like shoots the venom into the cup. Yeah, they're yep. buddies. They're old buddies. I mean, they yeah. hang. That's he cool. knows He's what it is. Face. My favorite nectar from days gone oh, by. Oh, one of my favorite oh. po- parts is coming up, though. And the Cobra Commander yes, says, this is I'll this have is... some of what he's having. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he fakes here, an orgasm in a restaurant. Here we go. Um, let me try. <laughs> if you wish. He then throws it. Yeah. Melts the altar. Yeah. Perhaps I'm not as thirsty as I thought. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, vintage Lata. I love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so stupid. And now Wetsuit goes, that's the same bat that attacked Boom. me before. Here he comes. And he's already, he's had his arm torn off. Motherfucker's still in the fight, <laughs> going at and it. And it's just like, how do you? Re- First off, this is a very important mission in theory. Why are they only sending two people and one of them can't fight? Also, also, uh, wetsuit is the fucking worse. Like He's the worst. Th- this now. scene with the medic. Uh, I am lifeline. not. Yeah, this scene with the lifeline. He is just. Like, listen oh, to Lifeline. He, oh. oh, please do, because I want this entire speech, uh, oh. please, for the posterity of the podcast. It was inspirational, the music they put behind him. Wetsuit, the, the, the what Lifeline when is saying? When saying to him? the wetsuit, being yes. like, wait a minute, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna fight people because you hate them, but you won't fight them because you love your friend? But also... So, it's okay to risk your life for revenge, but to save Leatherneck's life, you won't square off against a snake? Some of the guys make fun of me because I don't carry weapons. But saving lives takes courage, too. And if you're too scared to help, then I'm going after that snake alone. You Here's Love the thing. It. There is only one Joe that I now want to have sex with, and it is this medic. It's Lifeline. Because, because everything that Lifeline is doing and everything about him is toxic masculinity at its at its heightened, most heightened point. Right. Like, as Chan said, fighting with another dude, dick measuring contest. That's all, like, toxic masculinity. Oh, this is what I think a guy is supposed to be like. So we get to this point because he basically destroys what they need for the antidote. Because yes, he is an idiot. He's he's such a jerk, and he's like, I also, want revenge on this. Also, let machine. us let us uh, take a moment, and pause for a moment of silence for uh, Bat. I, oh, I, I like to with think for homeward bound Bat. Yeah. I like to think he 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 dusted himself off after that. He I, slowly rebuilt himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like I mean, we, like Doctor Man, he Doctor Manhattan's himself. 
<laughs> he like spends months trying to figure out how to put himself back together, and then he becomes Doctor Manhattan of bats. We we don't see him again, but yes, I think we all can all agree <laughs> that that did not stop him. No, he yeah. dragged himself out, yeah. made it back to the new base. More importantly, I think because uh, uh, the bombs start going, and then the whole place is blowing up. I think him and Giant Snake form a friendship bond, and I think there's a wacky sitcom of them living in a cave together. Here's the thing, yeah. When uh, when we get to it, the the snake like is following along. There's a big crevice yes. that opens up, and he's like, he goes right for I'm just it. Gonna take a right turn and just go into here for no reason. I think, uh, I think the bat fell down there. It's like, no, my bat buddy <laughs> goes down and saves him, and they survive. They Here, definitely here's survive. what I thought because clearly that's a smart snake, and clearly he was avoiding it, and then he made a he made a decision to beeline right for it. So actually, while I was watching it, I did not realize that he that that was the snake's destruction. I legitimately thought that was a snake because snakes will look for crevices. Yeah. I think the snake is fine. So, I don't think the snake died at all. Yeah, yeah, I think he was like, oh, I'm I'm a big snake. I need a big crevice. I'm going for this crevice. And he just crawled down the side until he found like a hole in the side of that crevice. Or he's now living at the bottom of that crevice. Well, so, yes, 100% to all of this. Um, I just have a little bit because... It, does the venom melt things or not? Because wetsuit rips a piece of his shirt off, rub, p- wraps it around his arm, gets bit by the snake, soaks the venom in the shirt, right. and then Lifeline like hand squeezes it into like a tube. It melts metals, not yeah. other uh, fabric. And and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's yeah. It's it's one of those things like where if you put acid into glass, it's not going to eat away the glass. So you know, like you carry around hydrochloric mm-hmm. acid in a bottle, uh, it doesn't eat through it because it's one specifically non-reactive. So like probably. As soon as he squeezed the stuff out uh, out of the uh, uh, the TV fabric, room. the fabric yeah. just disintegrated, and yeah. he put it into a bottle that was... So maybe Cobra Commander could have drank it after all, I guess, is what uh, I'm getting at. Probably not, like, but, but here's the thing. Probably. Why, know, why take the risk? I don't know if you've ever made a, a large quantity of homemade Bloody Mary mix like I do in the summer <laughs> for is, pool parties. What is this? Uh, this is... You have to... If you put it in a plastic bottle... Uh, the tomato, it like it reacts and it oh. turns the plastic bottle like a kind of an unflattering color. So you're supposed to put put it in glass. Okay. So this is it. This, this is, is this is the, okay. the equivalent. It, the, he is making Bloody Marys with that venom. It's the okay. most poisonous Bloody Mary in the world. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Made from my blood. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the wetsuit and Lifeline escape with the sample, and wetsuit's like, I got a grenade. I got to throw it at that airship that's roughly three miles away. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Lifeline like, are you going to stop me? And Lifeline's like, oh, I'm going to choose this moment to let my morality waver. Mm. He throws the grenade like Hercules. Across the plains of <laughs> it somehow falls into the door and rolls into the armory. I was of under the impression that the he was mothership. Not, yeah, I was under the impression that it wasn't Lifeline being like, "Yeah, okay, kill some people," but him being like, "Hey, I need to throw this if we're going to destroy their way out of here." Can yeah. I, I do that? that? Yeah. I get that, but it's like that's the greatest grenade throw. <laughs> if your airship that's the size of a town can get taken down by one grenade, yep. that's yeah. poor planning. So far away. That's poor planning. That I'm is... excited that all those people died to get the plans <laughs> to wetsuit on a hologram yeah. before the mission started. <laughs> because worth is all I'm trying to say. It's just like Womp Rats, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, airship goes up. Everything goes up. Snakey escapes. And at the end, Cobra Commander's like, hey, Sir Penner, Fuck you! You won't have your shit. And he has a little snakey egg. Oh, we have our group moments. Snake. Yeah, I was, wins again. I think in the episode mm-hmm. they wanted it to seem like the big snake died, so I I hated that. Yeah, but then they have little little Groot from the piece of big Groot, and that yep. snake's adorable. Also, how that oh, snake? So we don't lay know. those eggs. How, who'd he get it on with? Who'd what? she get it on with? Uh, some snakes are. Oh, what is the word for it? They can like they the can Jurassic have, Park dinosaurs. They can have children uh, on their own. So uh. theoretically, there are billions of those baby snakes that have been released that are, are going to be grown into. I think that the big snake eats them. Parthenogen- parthenogenesis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. And then at the end, we get to the hospital scene because both Leatherneck and Wetsuit are recovering uh, because they both got hit by the poison. And so they start off like with an honest to God, like real, like tender moment of like handshake. I respect Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And then immediately it goes into a pissing contest. And and that's how we end the episode. Sure. Just them urinating on each other from their hospital beds. You know what? They earned it. That was such. A, <laughs> I think so. There are so many great character moments from so many characters in this episode. There really yeah. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all. You know about what? It. I at first was like, I was a little down on this episode for being a little. 
a little just I don't even know. It just I was didn't not hit down on me. it. I just did not have many notes. You guys, but this was, episode is one of my favorite things. Is that oh, when God the dog bites, it, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling bad? I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel get it. So Sad. That was actually legit harmony, guys. That was <laughs> that was all chant. I just stayed at the same note the whole time. I mean, I didn't even. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, you're not the only one with musical theater wow. training, motherfucker. <laughs> it's all it's all real, uh, guys. That's how we're going to end the episode today. Uh, if you'd like to go, uh, Patreon.com/slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, give us five bucks. We have a bonus vault. Has every back episode of our show is in there now. Everyone. Uh, Every single one, unless it's what? on the feed right now. If it's on the, it's either on the feed or in the folder. Yeah, so if, if, if you want to access it, if you're listening to this like 15 years in the future, we'll probably have all of the episodes. Up I'm by sure. Then. Yeah, but I mean, for those of you at home, keep asking us about back episodes. We are in the slow process of getting them on the thing. It just takes a lot of surprisingly takes a lot more work than you would think. If you want to pay five bucks, we can remove that barrier right there, and you can listen to every back episode we've ever done. Boom, commercial Which free. Is, yeah. com- well, mostly commercial. Free. Oh, is it? Oh, did we, uh, the, we ones, put it, the ones I just uploaded have no commercials yet, but I also right. uploaded any of the ones that, you know. But the only commercials are in those are the ones uh, like. That will be going to the feed soon. No, we get the old G.I. Joe uh, those uh, are toy that, commercials. That is what it is, yes. Yeah, which, it, I mean, technically it's a commercial, but honestly it's super it was fun, though. additional it. content because, yeah. yeah. Well, you can also hit us up uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, of course. Get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We're on Instagram. I just posted a picture earlier today of uh, us podcasting. Really, it's just Chan and Gina podcasting. I think I posted it sideways, too, because I'm a friggin' idiot. So that's how it works. Uh, otherwise, you can hit us up on a Twitter at GI Joe Podcast. Follow at Prez Serpentor. Yeah. Uh, Serpentor is your president, and um, <laughs> it is a parody account. You, you voted him in, guys. You voted for Serpentor, <laughs> so now you get his uh, all capitalization tweets. Yeah, <laughs> and he is a delight. Prez Serpentor. That's Prez with a Z uh, on Twitter. So go ahead and go to that. Otherwise, uh, we're running way long, so let's just go ahead and get out of here. I am on Twitter individually, at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. At Gina Ippy. And thank you guys so much for everything. We will catch you next week. Until then, see you on the flip side. I gotta be so bad. Oh, me too. host of breakfast with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win or i wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics on breakfast with brent pope i sit down with guests from the entertainment world working actors comedians writers stunt people you get it and we do it all over breakfast or should i say breakfast every week is a new episode of breakfast and here's what you get inside hollywood info like how cool is it to act with ed o'neill spoiler alert it's really cool and what the heck is a gaffer you get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.